Hey, Disney Cruise fans, it's Wes. If you'd like to support the show, please consider booking your next Disney trip with us. We are independent travel agents affiliated with Mickey World Travel, a platinum Disney earmarked agency. Though we specialize in Disney cruises, we book all Disney destinations. We'll help you with all the planning details and make sure you don't miss out on anything important. Of course, if it is a Disney cruise, we'll give you some onboard credit up to $1,000 to spend on your trip. That's free money to spend on whatever you want just for booking with us. Spa treatments, port adventures, merchandise, adult dining experiences. It doesn't cost you anything to work with us, and you'll pay the same as if you book directly through Disney. So you might as well get some extra spending money to take with you. If you're interested, send me an email at Wes, W-E-S, at MickeyWorldTravel.com. And now, on to the show. Hey everyone, it's Wes. It's uh, an exciting day for me. Welcome to episode number 100 of the DCL Dude podcast. I am just so glad that you all are sharing this big milestone with me. I'm going to I'm going to do something a little different this week in celebration of this milestone episode, but I, I first want to just say thank you to all of you who continue to listen to and support my show. I can't tell you how much it means to me, and I, I know of many of you who have been with me since the very beginning, and I, I truly can't thank you enough for coming on this almost almost four-year journey with me. Um, interacting with you, the listeners, and and even helping many of you plan your own, uh, your own cruises has been really been the best part of this whole thing. I've exchanged emails and texts and messages with people all around this country and some from even around the world. And I have, I've made some new friends who share a passion for Disney cruising. And none of this would have been possible without my loyal listeners. So a sincere, heartfelt thank you goes out to all of you. This is a, a very exciting time for me. Um, and of course, what would a milestone episode be without a giveaway? In celebration of 100 episodes, we are giving away a $100 onboard credit to be used on any cruise in the future, regardless of whether or not you are booked through me. Uh, so if you have a Disney cruise coming up soon, or if you have one booked for next year, or even if you are thinking about booking a Disney cruise sometime in the future, this contest giveaway is for you. Here's all I need you to do. I am going to put a post on all three of my social media accounts. So it'll be on Instagram, on Twitter, and on Facebook. Uh, the post will be essentially just be advertising the 100th episode. I'll put a little celebration emoji at the beginning of the post so you know that that's the one. I'm not going to put in the post that it's a giveaway because I, I really want it to be exclusive to my listeners and to um, you know to 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 everyone listening to the show. So the only way you'll be able to enter is if you have listened to this episode. All you have to do is share that post. So on Instagram, post it to your story and and at me. If you don't at me um, at the DCL dude, uh, I won't know you shared it and I won't be able to enter you. So make sure you do that. On Twitter, just re retweet the post. On Facebook, share the post to your personal page. Um, if you do that on Facebook, you'll need to let me know that you shared it because I, I can't see the names of people who share my posts. So I'll say that one more time because it's really important. If you're sharing the post on Instagram, be sure to at me in your story and on Facebook, uh, either comment or send me a, a direct message letting me know that you shared it. 
Um, <laughs> hopefully I didn't make this uh, too complicated and confusing um, and it actually ends up backfiring on me. But I think it's pretty simple. You just got to share the, the 100th episode post and you'll be entered to win that $100 onboard cruise credit. So normally I would start off the show with news and updates um, from the, the past couple weeks, but I'm not going to do that this time. If you're curious about what's been going on, uh, head over to our social media pages and, and you can get all caught up there. There's been some, you know, a decent amount of updates, um, especially as it relates to health and safety protocols. So go check those out. But for this week's episode, we are going to take a little trip down memory lane and revisit the first hundred episodes of the DCL Dude podcast. I thought it might be fun for you to maybe hear some behind the scenes information about my shows and just to kind of give you some of my thoughts that, uh, that were going through my head at the time and, 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 and those that went into the show, uh, into the shows. I, I promise this won't take hours and I, you know, hopefully it'll be interesting for all of you. I'm not going to go through episode by episode, just going to kind of hit the highlights. Um, so for some, it might also uh, highlight some episodes that you might want to go back and listen to. So uh, let's let's get into it. My first episode launched on October 9th, 2017. So like I said, we're coming up on the the four-year anniversary. I had been thinking about starting a podcast for a long time, and I, I finally worked up enough courage to give it a shot. At the time, I was commuting about an hour and a half each day, and every day I found myself trying to find some Disney Cruise content to listen to while I was in the car. There just there just wasn't enough. So I started putting together my ideas about what I wanted the podcast to be. For the most part, what you've heard is exactly what I wanted the show to be. I really just wanted it to be interesting subject matter, guests, uh, trip reports, general information, and, and fun games. And um, I have a friend who works in digital audio and video for a living. So I asked him what I needed to start a podcast, and he kind of gave me the basics. He let me borrow an old microphone and a, a digital interface and sh- showed me how to adjust some of the sound settings on my computer. <laughs> then I designed a, a logo in Microsoft Paint because that was uh, was all I knew how to do. And if, just so you know, that's not what my current logo is. But if you look back on my early episodes, you'll see that original uh, original logo. Um, but I created that uh, that logo. I I created a SoundCloud account, and the DCL Dude podcast was born. It's really amazing to think back now at how little I knew and how far the show has come in terms of audio quality. Uh, I sat down to record my first episode in the basement of my old house with just a scratch pad of some notes that I had taken. I must have started and restarted it 10 times uh, because I, I couldn't get through my first thought without stuttering or, or my mind going completely blank. I was super nervous. So I ended up typing up every word and just reading it off of my computer screen. And if you go back and listen to it, you can, um, you can definitely tell. So when I finally had an episode I thought was worth posting, I loaded it, but then immediately started to, to freak out because I wasn't going to be able to post something for another couple of weeks because I was leaving for vacation. Uh, I thought it was I, I thought it was so weird to just have an introduction episode kind of floating out there by itself without anything to follow it up with. And I I thought I was going to lose all credibility right out of the gate. So, um, But while I was on my vacation, I was tracking the downloads the entire time I was on my trip. And um, <laughs> and I, I want to say I probably had about seven. Uh, and at the time, I thought that was a pretty big win. So I uh, started off with about seven downloads uh, right out of the gate. 
My second episode was a Walt Disney World trip report. And at the time, I thought this was mistake number two because I had just left my introduction episode out there kind of hanging by itself for a couple weeks. And then my first official episode on my brand new Disney Cruise podcast was a, a trip report about Walt Disney World. So <laughs> I I seriously thought I wasn't going to recover from, um, from both of those mistakes. I mean, who launches a podcast focused on a certain topic and then has the first episode that doesn't focus on that topic. So anyway, I survived the first two episodes and, and finally released my my first Disney Cruise related episode in episode number three, where my wife joined me to talk about our Disney Cruise that we had just completed. That episode was very well received and I, I finally felt like I was, uh, was off and running. Episode five was the one that I thought at the time was really going to kind of put me on the map. So keep in mind, I probably still had a total of like, I don't know, 30 downloads. So I was making a, a way bigger deal out of it than it actually was. Um, but I had met a Disney Cruise stage performer on one of my previous cruises. And I, I knew um, I knew she wasn't currently working on one of the ships. So I just reached out to her and asked if she would be willing to come on the show. And she was in Japan at the time. And I didn't know how to record a show using Skype, so I took what very little experience and knowledge I had and figured out a way to call her using Facebook Messenger. I, I plugged my phone into the uh, the digital interface using the, the headphone jack, and I, I called her using Facebook Messenger and talked to her through my borrowed uh, microphone. If you listen back to that episode, the audio quality was terrible, and there are a few submarine-like noises mixed in throughout the show. So um, the interview, though, was pretty good, and I think it was um, it was after that that I, I received my first five-star rating um, and review on iTunes, and I, I can't even begin to tell you what that review did for the show. I'm not sure if that person still listens, but a big shout-out and a special thank you to... I'm just going to have to spell it because I, I can't really say what the, the name is. S-C-F-T-K-E. Um, that was the user who wrote the review. But a big shout out to you. Um, the, the review was titled, The DCL Podcast I've Been Looking For. So thank you so much for that review. It really uh, did a lot to, to boost my confidence. Episode seven was called The Best Kept Secrets of Disney Cruise Line. And that, it turned out to be a huge hit. It was my most downloaded show for a, a really long time. Even after I was uh, putting out new episodes, it just kept getting downloads. And I received a lot of feedback on it. That one, um, that episode was really fun for me to put together because it was mostly just listing off things from my own cruising experiences that I thought other people would like to know. Um, but it was so well received that I, I came up with a list, uh, a new list of best kept secrets to release later on in episode 18. Uh, at some point, I think I'll have to go back and listen to those episodes again and see how many of them are, are, are still relevant. I imagine most of them are, but some of them probably, uh, are not applicable anymore, but I, uh, I still get messages every now and then, though, saying thanks for, for the tip that come out of those episodes. After sharing our own experiences on previous cruises, we, we got a lot of questions about sailing with infants and toddlers. And when we went on our cruise in October 2017, my son was three and my daughter was only seven months old. So we felt like 
Um, we felt like we had some good experience and tips to share with people about traveling with really young children. Um, <laughs> a lot of people we know thought we were crazy for bringing kids that uh, that small on vacation, but to this day, we still tell people that we think a, a Disney cruise is one of the best vacations that you can take with small kids. So, uh, if you're curious why, or if you if you want to know how to bring kids that age uh, on a Disney cruise, go back and tune in to episode number twelve. After my audio challenges that I encountered uh, back in episode five that I just mentioned, I was really nervous to try another interview, especially with someone that I didn't know. But I knew if my podcast was going to be what I wanted it to be, I needed to figure out a way to talk to guests and improve the audio quality. So episode 13 was really my my first interview with someone that I hadn't ever met before. And it was the first time I had experimented with Skype. It ended up working out really great, and I haven't looked back since. Uh, this was also the episode that really I really learned about the concierge experience on a Disney cruise. It was um, it was as informational for me as I'm sure it was for anyone who listened to it. And of course, until that point, I I didn't really know much about sailing concierge, so I was really appreciative to uh, appreciative to Brian. Um, who was the guest on that show for going through everything with me. And that was before I met my friend Concierge Chris, who is now my my go-to for all things Concierge-related. Um, but we still have yet to sail in a Concierge cabin, but uh, hopefully that day will, uh, will one day come. Episode 14 remains one of my favorite episodes that I've ever done. So people ask me actually pretty often, what's, you know, what are my favorite episodes that I've done? And this this is definitely at least in the top five. Um, and probably to, to nobody's surprise, it was an episode about Castaway Key. It was really fun researching the history of the island and reading about all the different stories. I, it was it was also my first and, and still really my only episode where I told it more kind of like a story um, rather than uh, informational or, or a conversation. Um, I really told it like a story. And it was really fun to put together and, and got me that's kind of what got me obsessed with, with Disney cruise history. Sometimes when I'm bored in the car, I'll put that episode on and just listen to it. It's definitely the one that I've listened to the most. And and sometimes I, I think about redoing it because I, I, I don't know when I listen back, I think I sound a little scripted, but I'm never, uh, I'm never, sure, never quite sure how it might be received uh, to redo an episode. After I did the episode about the history of Disney Cruise, um, excuse me, about the history of Castle Wiki, I couldn't stop researching the history of Disney Cruise Line. There's there's only so much information that you can find online, so I really wanted to talk with someone who had some experience or who had done some more extensive research themselves. As I was poking around on the internet, I came across a few people who considered themselves to be Disney historians, and I, I figured I'd reach out to a couple of them to see if they could help me, you know, kind of fill in some of the blanks that I had from my own research. Jim Corcus was the only one to write back to me, and I, I asked him a few questions about Disney Cruise Line before inviting him on the show, just wanted to kind of, you know, see see what kind of knowledge he had. And I felt like he had some interesting information to offer, so I, so he came on, and, and it ended up being a, a really fun conversation. And it was funny, because a few days later, uh, it, it might have even been the same week that we recorded, we received our newest uh, Disney Files magazine, which is the uh, the magazine that is sent out to DVC members. But Jim had an article featured in it. So I, you know, before that, I hadn't heard of him. 
uh, and but it you know it turned out he was pretty involved with various Disney related projects, and I, I just thought it was really cool to to see him featured in that magazine and, and knowing that I had just interviewed him for the podcast. Later on in episode twenty two, I interviewed Barbara, who at the time had been on something like. 95 Disney cruises. Um, to this day, Barbara remains one of my favorite guests that I've had on the show, and I still check in with her periodically. She's uh, really fun to talk to, and and I can't I can't imagine sailing on that many Disney cruises, but it's uh, it's certainly something that I will be striving for. Uh, talk about goals. Um, and speaking of speaking of goals, after that, my my goal for a while was was really focused on providing information about certain topics while mixing in guests who have had experiences with Disney Cruise Line that I've never had. And I've always been a fan of lists. Um, anytime someone does a you know like a, a top ten or a ten things you should blank uh, Disney podcast or blog post, I, I love listening to those or reading those. I, I try to. I try to come up with lists from time to time because I figure if I enjoy them so much, my listeners probably will too. Um, I should probably do more of them, actually. I haven't done one in a while. Anyway, in episode 24, I did a top 10 reasons why sailing a Disney cruise is worth the cost. And that was back in September of 2018. At the time, um, you know, when I was feeling like the cost of a, a Disney cruise was getting really expensive. And look where we are now. The the costs continue to go up, but um, for now, I, I still believe that Disney cruises are worth the cost. So if you're on the fence or trying to figure it out for yourself, you know why you should spend that much money. Um, you should go back and listen to that episode. Hopefully, it'll be convincing. One of my favorite things to do on this podcast has been sharing our family's experiences on board. Um, in November 2018, my family sailed from New York City on a seven-night Bahamian cruise with stops at Castaway Key and Port Canaveral. We had relatively low expectations going into this cruise. I, I'm not sure why. Probably because the cruise was bookended by two sea days and we kind of expected that the weather wasn't going to be very good in the northern Atlantic at that time of year. And we just, we thought it might be a challenge to, you know, find things to do on board inside for kind of four days. But it turned out that, you know, we had low expectations for what turned into one of our favorite cruises that we've ever taken. Um, people always talk about the the magic of Disney, but this cruise was probably the first time for me that the magic f actually felt palpable. I mean, you could you could really feel the magic and the atmosphere with the Christmas decorations and the Christmas events, and with it all being so real for my kids, there really isn't another experience that we've had quite like it. And add that to perfect weather that we had. Um, and a, a cabana experience on Castaway Key and a port adventure to Walt Disney World where we got to, you know, visit all the parks. And really, you get an amazing cruise experience. And that trip report, we actually had to split into two episodes because we just had so much to talk about. So still one of my favorite trip reports to look back on. I, I really hope that they bring those itineraries back someday. I, I Every time the, the fall release comes out, I, I that's the first thing I look for. And over the past couple of years, they've been letting me down because they're not doing those cruises anymore. So hopefully, uh, hopefully those happen again someday. The next episode, episode 32, was my interview with Len Testa, who, of course, is the founder of Touring Plans and is a, a co-author of the Unofficial Guide to Disney Cruise Line books. Len is 
I mean, if you know who he is, he's somewhat of a celebrity in the Disney circle. So I, I, I really felt nervous going into my interview with him, but he's actually, a, you know, really easy. He's really easy to talk to. And we ended up having a, a great conversation. I've been meaning to try to get Len back on the show one of these days, but he's, uh, he's extremely busy. So I always feel, uh, feel guilty about asking him. And actually later on in episode number 61, I had the pleasure of speaking with Aaron Foster, who works closely with Len and is another co-author, um, of the unofficial guide to Disney cruise line. So she also had some really fun stories to share. Uh, and I got to learn a lot about her experience traveling with Disney cruise line and how, you know, how that experience tra- translates into, uh, into the pages of her books. One of the things that I set out to do with this podcast um, was to create content that that I would want to listen to, and that meant mixing things up, and you know, not not necessarily producing the same types of episodes every other week. So that's really one reason, uh, you know, one of the reasons why I avoid having guests on regularly to recap their recent cruises. Don't get me wrong. I love, love, love hearing trip reports. I love hearing uh, people's experiences on their cruises. Typically, I'll try to find someone who has sailed on a unique itinerary or has experienced an, an, you know, a new stage show or deck party or something new that happens on board. But back when I, I first started thinking about starting up this podcast, trip reports were about the, the only D- Disney Cruise content that you could find. And I, I didn't want my show to be exclusively that. One of the things I like to do is to try to come up with fun games to play. So I might have a, a topic that I want to discuss, but rather than just talking about it in an informational way, I might, uh, you know, try to come up with a fun game that accomplishes the same goal. So my first attempt at this was in episode 37 with Doug from Rope Drop Radio. We played this or that, where we both came up with several different scenarios, either real or hypothetical, and we, we had to choose which one we would prefer. So um, that was a lot of fun, and I, I, received, I received a lot of positive feedback on that one. So uh, maybe we'll do that one again sometime. And along those lines, I've done several Disney Cruise trivia episodes that have been extremely popular, some of my most downloaded episodes. My first one was episode 43 back in May of 2019, which was a bunch of general questions about Disney Cruise Line, but then I did shows with trivia questions about each of the individual ships, and those were a huge hit. Um, you can find those episodes in uh, numbers 60, 75, 85, and 94. And I, I said in those episodes that those are uh, a lot of fun for me personally because I learned a lot myself while I was trying to come up with questions. And I really tried to come up with unique questions for each ship uh, and not repeat questions on each episode, which, uh, which really made it challenging. But I think we uh, got to a good place on those. And of course, with the wish coming online next summer, I'll have to start thinking about some questions to ask uh, about that ship in a future episode. If you're cruising again soon and you can't remember how to pack for your cruise, be sure to check out episode 47, which includes a list of our packing essentials. You won't necessarily find good tips for what clothing to bring, but we pack a a bunch of things to make our cruises easier, more convenient, and more comfortable. So you might find uh, some things in there that, that work for you as well. It was about this time that I was really feeling like I wanted to talk to a Disney insider. I had reached out to several cast members before and they all turned me down, but I I really wanted to talk to someone who was 
for lack of a better word, important at Disney Cruise Line. And I sort of thought that uh, that was never going to happen. And, and I, I was really wasting, you know, going to waste my time trying to find someone. But I, I've, knowing how private Disney uh, is about its operations, um, and they do such a good job about controlling the conversations, um, about, you know, controlling the conversations about what happens internally. I really, you know, thought it was going to be impossible. Um, but what I really wanted to do was talk to an Imagineer who actually worked on one of the ships during the design or the construction process. I didn't want any juicy insider information or confidential secrets or anything like that. I really just wanted to talk to someone to get an idea of what happens kind of behind the scenes before or during a new ship build. Well, I ended up getting way more than I could have ever hoped for. I was browsing videos one day about a, a reimagination of the Disney magic, and there were three Imagineers who were featured in this video. Um, I did a, a little digging, and I was able to, to find some contact information for two of them, and I sent out some emails. Several weeks went by, and I, I never heard from anyone, so I figured that was over, but it was, uh, you know, of course it was worth the shot. I remember getting the email one day from Joe Lanzicero saying he would be willing to come on the show, and I I remember it so clearly. I, I wasn't able to get anything done the rest of the day because I just started to think about all the questions that I wanted to ask him. I didn't really know I didn't really know who he was at the time, just that I had seen him on this, you know, random YouTube video and he was somehow involved in the construction of the magic. I didn't realize how much of a big deal he was until I started to research who he was a little more and I was preparing for the show. It turns out that, you know, of course, he was heavily involved in the design and construction of the magic and the wonder and actually led the design team for the dream and the fantasy. So, um, you know, I gave him a, a list of all my questions uh, and he, you know, he, he answered every one of them. He was even kind enough to agree to come on a second time a few months later because I, I had more questions that, um, that, I, that I didn't get to in the first episode. So it was, it was so great to talk to him and I, it ended up being exactly what I was looking for and by far my favorite thing that I've done with this podcast he and I were even planning to meet up at Disneyland in September of 2020 uh, when my family was supposed to take our trip out there. That would have just been the icing on the cake, but COVID literally has ruined everything. Um, so we didn't uh, we didn't get to do that, and I'm not sure if you know if if we'll be able to make it happen again. But uh, that you know was a bummer that I missed out on that. If you're a, a new listener, if you're ever thinking about going back and listening to an old episode, I would highly encourage you to check those out. Uh, you can find those in episodes 53 and 62. As I mentioned previously, I love recapping our cruises on this podcast. For one, it's informational, obviously, but it also serves as a, a personal travel blog for um, for my family. Since uh, since we record the episodes so soon after we, we return, the, the memories are, are usually pretty fresh in our minds. So it's fun to look back on our prior cruises and have that audio journal to, to help uh, remember the little details that you tend to forget over time. At this point, I can probably rank my favorite cruises that I've taken. It's Alaska, then it's the seven-night Bahamian cruise from New York City, um, then it's our Marvel Day at Sea cruise. And that cruise was so much fun, especially since um, my my six-year-old son had recently become a Marvel super fan, and it was so fun to watch him get to encounter all his heroes in person. His favorite at the time, 
and I think still is actually was Black Panther, and I'll, I'll never forget the interaction that they had during the the Mission New York meet and greet. It was just it was awesome. Um, if you want to hear more about our experience and also hear my full review of a, of a Marvel Day at Z, uh, you can find those in episodes 65 and 66. We recorded those episodes in April of 2020, and at that time, the cruise industry had been shut down, and I felt like I was going to have to start getting creative with my episode topics because I, I knew I wouldn't have you know, trip report and uh, personal experiences to fall back on because nobody was cruising. Um, Around that time, the NFL draft was approaching and I I ended up coming up with my own Disney cruise style draft where I invited some of my friends to come on and and design our own cruise ships. We we made it a, a competition and put it out for a vote on who designed the best cruise ship experience. And Joe from backtothemouse.com ended up winning and that actually reminds me, I, I think I still owe him his prize from from winning that. So, Joe, if you're if you're listening, uh, I'll hopefully have that to you before your next cruise. Uh, that episode was really a lot of fun. If you want to hear it, that was episode sixty eight. I should have done it again this year because I I learned a lot of things from that episode that I, I think I could have done better a second time around. So uh, maybe I'll put that on the list for next year. In July of 2020, I received a message from a listener with some screenshots of Disney Cruise survey questions that had, that they had received. Um, those questions seemed to be aimed at trying to get a sense of what people were willing to live with in terms of changes related to health and safety on board um, a, a Disney Cruise. Uh, it, it's kind of interesting to look back on those survey questions and compare them to, to, what, uh, to what we're seeing now. So um, if you want to do that, that was episode number 73. Early on in my podcast days, it was very difficult for me to find cast members who would be willing to, to come on my show. Most would just say that they didn't want to say anything that might jeopardize their position with Disney Cruise Line, despite my assurances that I would you know, let them review all my questions beforehand and I wouldn't ask them anything they felt uncomfortable answering. Um, but I, I get it. I, I, under, I understand. So although it was frustrating... Uh, it, it, it was understandable, and and when COVID came along and, and the cruise industry shut down, that fear seemed to kind of dissipate a, a little bit, and cast members were, were more willing to come on the show. I think part of that stemmed from being furloughed, and they weren't sure if or when they would be going back, so um, maybe a little more willing to uh, share their experiences. Whatever the reason, it was great for my show. Uh, I was able to have several cast members come on and discuss a number of interesting topics and, and really got some great insight about some of their roles and responsibilities on board. Um, as well as a glimpse into the life of a, a Disney Cruise cast member. So I, I love talking to cast members. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure. I think a couple, I think a few of them have told me that they listen to my show, but if you are a cast member and are listening, you are welcome on my show anytime. My favorite interview with a cast member, or I should say former cast member, actually, um, um, came in episode 79 and, Way back when I did the episode on the history of Castaway Key, I learned about how many people were full-time residents on Castaway Key. And ever since that day, I became obsessed with trying to find someone who lived on the island to um, so that I could talk to them and, and find out what what that experience is like. And I mean, if you ask me what my ultimate dream job would be, that would be it. I, I seriously can't imagine something else I'd rather do. 
But I must have reached out to at least a dozen cast members who I thought were full-time residents, but never heard back from any of them. Until finally, in September 2020, former cast member Heath responded to me and agreed to come on the show. He was he was great and, and gave me a, a lot of fun information about what it was like living on the island and pretty much confirmed my suspicion that it would really be the coolest job ever. Having the island to yourself, especially during a day off with no guests in port, just just sounds like a dream. Um, and I was actually fortunate enough to talk to a second person, Connor, who also lived on the island. Um, and you can check those episodes out in 79 and 93. I may have already mentioned this earlier, but one of the fun things about having a Disney podcast is having the opportunity to interact with other creators within the Disney community, whether it be people with Disney Cruise-themed Instagram accounts, blogs, or even other podcasts. Um, during the pandemic and, and you know, with the cruise industry shut down, I was fortunate to have several of these creators on my podcast, which was a lot of fun, and I, I hope to do more of it in the, in the near future. I was able to talk with the guys from DCL from the DCL podcast. I talked with Scott from the Disney Cruise Line blog, um, and Lisa, who runs the uh, runs the See a Real Soon account on Instagram. Everyone is so friendly, and it's fun having conversations, uh, you know, about a, a shared passion. So I, I definitely look forward to doing doing more of that. And speaking of creators, I was able to talk with two people who both physically create things. Um, the added bonus is that they they worked they both worked directly for Disney in some capacity. So Joe Kaminsky is a Disney artist. Um, if you've ever been on a Disney cruise and you you've definitely seen his work if you've gone through the um, the art gallery there. Eric is a furloughed Disney Imagineer who worked on projects at Castaway Key and on board the Disney Magic, as well as, you know, on projects at Walt Disney World and at Disneyland. Um, so it was cool to hear about his experiences. He now runs his own business, creating custom-made Disney-themed items that he says hopes, you know, trigger sentimental and nostalgic feelings about past Disney experiences. Both were really fun to talk to, uh, really fun to hear about their their experiences, um, on, you know, with what they do now and, and, and working with Disney, uh, you can find those interviews in episodes 90 and 96. And that pretty much leads us back to where we are now. So I, I want to say thank you again for coming on this four year journey with me. I, I really can't tell you how much fun I've had doing this. And I, I look forward, uh, excuse me, I look forward to coming up with fun and interesting Disney Cruise topics to, dis to discuss in the future. I really appreciate all your support and feedback. Don't forget, you can always reach out to me if you have a question or an idea for a show topic. The easiest way to contact me is through my social media accounts, but you can also email me on my travel agent account at wes at mickeyworldtravel.com. Don't forget to participate in the giveaway um, that I mentioned at the beginning of the show, and uh, I'll talk to you again on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening. As a reminder, you can connect with the show by following along on Twitter at the DCL Dude or by liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash DCL Dude Podcast. Please feel free to ask a question, leave a comment, drop a note, or share the podcast with your followers. I'd also be very grateful if you could rate the podcast on iTunes and leave a review. Of course, if there's anything I could do to improve your listening experience, please let me know. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you.